Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Here today, I am your host, Paladino Joey Awajan, and it is Monday. That's right, Monday, February the 1st, 2010, 2010, whatever. I'm going to say both, I guess, for now until somebody fills me in on which is better. Uh, yeah, I'm doing it on Monday today because I'm skipping Purple Mafia for the week. Took a break from that show. Um, that way I get tomorrow off, Tuesday off, so you get the idea of what I'm doing. Because I usually would do Timberwolves Explosion on Tuesdays. So, yeah, no Vikings playing this week. Hmm, fun. All right. Well, the guest of the show today, first and foremost, we're going to review four games today. There were four games I was going to get a little more into the uh, the draft. I was going to start talking about the draft this week. I think I'm going to push that into next week so the show isn't too long. I'll push that into next week, being there's only two games next week. There's a gigantic break we're in now. All the way up till Friday, there isn't a Wolves game till Friday. So, yeah, I figure that'll work out perfectly. Just two games, and I can get more into the draft. Uh, today, just more uh, the four games, and, of course, some side talk going on. Some other talk going on some some more trade talk that's more of the pending stuff uh david Kahn talking about that in the pioneer press a little bit so that's going to be the gist of the show today the four games and a little bit of trade talk that's the more eminent thing the draft obviously is june but of course this is the time of year when the draft starts getting more and more interesting teams are playing their conference schedules and of course we've got one of the big big names right here in the uh the big 10 one of the big names, a guy that just might wind up with the Timberwolves, being the Wolves are the number two team, right? Would be the number two uh, pick in, anyway if the draft went as it's supposed to. Sometimes it does, and a lot of times it doesn't. That guy would be Evan Turner, Ohio State, who looks a lot like uh, he's kind of like a Tyreek Evans. So there's a little hint of what I'm going to get into next week a little bit. I'm, yeah, I was impressed. Of course, he played against the Gophers this weekend. Gophers suck right now. They absolutely tanked it not that the wolves are doing any better in fact the wolves you could argue are worse yet at the same time at least the wolves have a couple of star potential pieces on their team the gophers well i don't know about that it looks like a bunch of role players in my, in, in my opinion if that if even that so by the way tim rolls explosion is available on the sportsstuff.com and on itunes i thank each and in each and every one of you always for downloading and listening to this show this is episode 48 of Timberwolves Explosion. I don't think I even mentioned that. So, yeah, because I was getting, uh, I was just running right into the show right off the bat. Episode number 48 of Timberwolves Explosion. Thank you always for downloading and listening. And Timberwolves Explosion also is posted on TimberwolvesPress.com. Talking Timberwolves basketball since 2007. Speaking of Timberwolves ex- uh, Press, excuse me. Nigel Southern, also known as Aussie Wolf, who is a poster on thesportsdef.com. Of course, I always encourage you guys to sign up for the boards. We'll get to that later. Uh, yeah, he posted a really nice article on TimberwolvesPress.com. I urge you out there to please sign up to, or excuse me, do check out that article on TimberwolvesPress.com. Yeah, and sign up if you can, too. Why not? <laughs> also, one final announcement. Got a quick announcement here. Real quick announcement. I apologize to some of you out there, but then again, I was talking Wolves. Don't worry. Don't get too upset. I, uh, Timberwolves Explosion now has a Twitter account. That's right. A Twitter account for Timberwolves Explosion. It is twitter.com forward slash wolves explosion. Twitter.com forward slash wolves explosion. It is one word. Do look it up. Please follow me on twitter.com. I am frequenting that 
<laughs> account quite a bit. Already about what? Shucks, almost forty tweets. Yeah, almost forty tweets in less than a week. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm pretty active on that page. It's a lot of fun. A lot of little goofing around. A lot of well, not necessarily goofing around. My thoughts on the current game and the uh, undertakings of the team. So it's wolves related, obviously. So please do follow me on there. I'd appreciate it. It's a lot of fun. Bob from Minneapolis already has joined. Joe Weiss and others who have been very, very loyal to this show. And I appreciate it very much, guys. So let's move on. Well, we've got games to review. Let's, we've got games to review. Yeah. Mm. What a nice start it was. <laughs> Real nice start to the game. So at least, yeah, the first two really uh, not very entertaining. I didn't even want to get into them all that much because they were just garbage. Well, the first would be the New York Knicks game. This also was an iPod game. That's right. No local television, and luckily I have the iPod Touch. Uh, I have the uh, the League Pass on that, which is a lot cheaper than the TV and the Internet. The Internet's a rip-off. It's almost as expensive as the TV, by the way. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell is that all about? Why charge as much for a computer as the TV? It's just, hmm. What if the Internet's down or something? Oh, sorry, you don't get to watch the game. Oh, all right. Anyhow, yeah, and you don't get to watch the game if it's local on local television or national television either. That's a whole other topic for everybody. Well, one player stood out. Well, I guess two. Two players stood out. I'm going to be nice to him. Ramon Sessions was the other one. Ramon Sessions had a pretty solid game. And Alexi Petr... Ah, excuse me. It's Alexi Pavlovich, but, but Sasha Pavlovich, really. Sasha Pavlovich actually had an okay game for once. 6 of 11 from the floor, 16 points off the bench. Sessions also. Two of kind of my whipping boys, you could say, on this team. Pavlovich and Sessions. Two guys have ripped a little bit. Sessions have probably been a little too hard on. Pavlovich, well, (laughs) yeah, no, no, sorry. I can't go there, but Corey Brewer, my goodness, Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer, yep, he is he is NBA Jam right now. He is NBA Jam material. Beautiful. Six of, uh, excuse me, I need to get my numbers right. He's, he's nine of ten from the floor overall. Four of five from three-point range. That's right, four of five from three-point range. Pretty pretty uh, remarkable. Very impressed with Corey Brewer. But other than that, the Wolves stunk in this game and got obliterated. <laughs> They sure did. It was 132-105. to That's pretty much the highlights of the game. Corey Brewer looked good. Uh, Johnny Flynn turned the ball over six times. Kevin Love returning. Uh, he, he only played... Wow. Kevin Love turned the ball over four times in 17 and a half minutes. He only played 17 and a half minutes. As now they're moving Love to the bench here. This is when he's returning from the illness, of course. He returned a few games ago also. The Charlotte game, I believe. Or, excuse me. New Orleans, I keep calling him Charlotte. Imagine that. Uh, the Gums and Wilkins thing just not looking all so great. That's kind of a weak front line, man. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a pretty weak front line. And a guy by the name of Ryan Hollins who's been stepping up of late, he's going to enter that starting lineup here in the next game, or next coming games anyway. It's uh, very impressive. But, yeah, this game was oh, just garbage. Absolute garbage. Chris Duan at 13 assists. And no field goals. Yeah, I had to call into the crossover on that one. David Lee looking like Kevin Love, pretty much. David Lee looking like Kevin Love. Nice game for him with 28 and 10 and 4. 4 assists, that is. But, unfortunately, 4 turnovers for him. Ha-ha. But, uh, yeah, the Knicks look awfully good in this game. But that's why these are the Polar Wolves, folks, because huh, 
Yeah, the very final game of this review was also against the New York Knicks. And guess what? I predicted the Wolves win because of just how bipolar they are. They are the Polar Wolves. That's the title of the episode today, episode number 48, The Polar Wolves. And this is the this is the South Pole for the Wolves right now. The South. Yeah. Just a horrendous game. And uh, I <laughs> even went as far as to say, oh, the Knicks might make the playoffs only because the East is just, I don't know. The bottom of the Eastern Conference is pretty weak. The top is pretty strong. Though you could say Boston, Orlando, and Atlanta. Not all too impressive right now. But Cleveland, folks, Cleveland, watch out for Cleveland, man. They are starting to give, they're starting to show signs that they're ready to win a championship. I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking of, uh, I'm almost ready to change my pick from the Boston Celtics to the Cleveland Cavaliers for the NBA championship this year. I'm that close. I'm not going to do it just yet, but I'm getting real close. So you get the idea. The hell with this game. That was, of course, that game, that is, was, of course, last uh, Tuesday, the 26th of January. So then a back-to-back game. The Wolves head to Cleveland. Yep, yep, Cleveland. I was talking about them, wasn't I? So that's a nice little segue. They head to Cleveland and were fairly competitive. Back-to-back game, fairly competitive in the first quarter. Oh, yeah, in the first quarter. This was also the night I opened the Twitter account. How cute, huh? And Corey Brewer, that son of a gun cannot miss yet again. 50% from the floor. Only one of four from three-point range, but he hit a three again. As we're going to talk about that right right at the end of the show. Kevin Love very solid off the bench. With a 2010 performance, much improved than that very bad New York Knicks game. Sessions was sessions in the game. Just I wasn't all too impressed with them. The front line as a whole looks weak. And it's funny that you could argue your best front line guy on the bench. Al Jefferson getting into foul trouble big time in this game. Only 6 of 18 from the floor overall. Not really impressive. Only two guys in this team, Corey Brewer and Kevin Love, are really impressive in this particular game. Everybody else, pretty much garbage. And the Cavs, well, they they look bored. The Cavaliers were bored. And J.J. Hickson, by the way. J.J. Hickson, who's just kind of a little role player throw-in off the bat, uh, excuse me, starter. You know how that certain really good teams have that. They have that kind of that throw-in guy. He's, he's kind of like a Ryan Gomes, I guess, for them in a way. He kind of is. Well, he he did his best impression of NBA Jam in this game. Yeah, it was uh, J.J. Hickson's night. That guy could not miss. He just could not miss. Because I also mentioned on my Twitter <laughs> during the game, dude can't. the dude couldn't miss. 8 of 10 from the floor. It's like, yeah, 23 points for J.J. Hickson. Easily the weakest starter on the Cleveland Cavaliers. At least most people's opinion would lean that way, I would say. Yeah, I would say that. Even Anthony Parker's generally a little bit bigger name than him. People know who he is, that is. (laughs) J.J. Hickson barely know who he is. I'm sorry to say, barely know who he is. But um, this game, very, very little interest in this game. Just a boring game to watch, to be honest. You knew they weren't going to win the game, so it's like cares almost in a way. I hate to, as much as I hate to say, of course the Wolves wearing those nice retro jerseys, you got it like that, it was fun, but uh, Sasha Pavlovich also airballed a free throw in this game, and what's great is, this was right when Hanneman, Tom Hanneman, yeah, I'm mentioning him again, said that Pavlovich had 16 points the previous night, remember how I was just talking about it, yeah, Pavlovich had 16 points in, in, the, in New York last night, and right as Hanny said it, airball for Sasha Pavlovich. <laughs> 
tremendous mm-hmm. performance by Sasha. Just, uh, yeah, he is just, he is, he, is, he is an amazing player, and I'm so glad. I'm going to say it one more time because I'm going to needle this one till I'm blue in the face. I'm so glad that Wolves management saw Sasha Pavlovich as a better overall player, better all-around player than Rodney Carney. Big mistake. Yeah. But then again, yeah, people are going to make mistakes. David Kahn, obviously, well, let's just say that was not a very good move. Yeah. Sasha Pavlovich will not be back on this team next year if the Wolves have any, uh, if they care at all about the progress of this team, he will not be back. And i got to think Rodney Carney could have been a part of the uh, the future of this team. I'm serious, man. I'm serious. He easily could have. I also would like to think of a nickname for Corey Brewer, by the way. I even mentioned, I even Twittered about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really, if you guys have any suggestions on a nickname for Corey Brewer, and please I don't come up with Brew or, or Co-Brew or something like that. That's, I don't know. That's not very creative. It's kind of boring. Come up with something real interesting, something maybe to do with his game. Not, not not as much his name, like Cobrew22. You know, sure it rhymes, but I don't know about that. That's, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess maybe that would work, but I don't think I want to go there. Maybe Flash or something. Maybe Flash because he's so fast up the court. Oh, maybe you guys like that one. And if you do, call into the phone lines. Please call into the phone lines. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. That is not an announcement that I'm closing the show. Just mentioning, if you got any nickname ideas for Corey Brewer, let's let's get that thing started. Um, yeah, just a uh, just another boring, just a boring game for the Wolves. Nobody really saw them winning this game. The Cavaliers didn't care, and LeBron James and Shaq chuckling around on the bench like they always do in games like this just didn't care. Didn't care. So uh, that's pretty much the end of it. <laughs> Pretty much the end of it, because did the Wolves win the game? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Of course they didn't. I don't think anybody thought they were going to. This game, of course, the final score was 109-95. to 105 109-95 was the actual final score. Little did it matter. They lost, and they lost by just, uh, they just lost to a team that was light years ahead. Light years ahead, possibly the favorites to win the NBA NBA championship right now. And uh, I wouldn't disagree with you if you said that. I really wouldn't. So now we head to my half half birthday, Friday the 29th of January, to play the L.A. Clippers. And this was a fun basketball game. And this is when I officially was like, you know what? The Wolves are are polar. This is a polar team. Because right out of the gate, they were kicking the L.A. Clippers' ass. They were kicking their ass. Unbelievable. We'll take it. We'll take it. Just a fun game in general for the Wolves. I even had an offer to get tickets to this game. Yeah, I thought I was going to do the uh, NFL East to West show, but that didn't work out, unfortunately. Uh, personal reason for Dylan Richardson couldn't allow that, and I understand. But, uh, you know, things happen. Uh, it would have been fun to go to the game. I had no idea. The, the, the offer, let's just say the offer came up at the last second, I don't usually like to go to games in that type of situation anyway, when it just comes up at the last second when you may have, I don't know. Let's just say uh, uh, it would have been unlikely I would have made it anyway. Corey Brewer, <laughs> let's just hope he doesn't get too trigger happy now. He attempted 17 shots in the game, eight three-pointers. He made three of eight, so that's good. That's that's decent, but it's a little bit too many. 
Don't turn into McCants now, Corey. Don't be turning into McCants. There, he was doing that a little bit earlier in the year. Johnny Flynn was just an outstanding in this game. This is they start to stretch of two really nice games from Johnny Flynn, looking like a true point guard, hitting his three-point shot, and he's been doing it all month. January, historically, has been a very, very kind month to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And in terms of shooting percentage, or well, three-point shots anyway, Corey Brewer and Johnny Flynn have been nailing their three-point shots, and it's been it's been really nice. Ryan Hollins enters the starting lineup in this particular game. Jefferson not as much of a factor in the scoring, but he was a he was just a beast on the rebounding. Him and Kevin Love, 16 for Jefferson, 13 for Kevin Love, of course, off the bench. Less and less playing time for Caleb. This one only 23 minutes, 23 and a half minutes for him. Ryan Hollins played about 30 and a half and was energetic an energy boost to this team from the first of those 30 to the end. I mean, he was very, very good in this game. He wasn't perfect, but he was very good. He made he made he even he even attempted seven free throws in the game, getting five. Uh, just provided an athletic boost to this team. I was very happy with that. Ramon Sessions' numbers are nice, but one of his two turnovers, yeah, he had 8.4 assist game. One of his two turnovers, though, he literally just stepped out of bounds, and it was like he just stepped out of bounds. What the heck was that? Unbelievable. Of course, the Wolves, after a big lead, they dropped a single digits, but then later and later they stepped up and got better. Um, yeah, Ramon Sessions dribbled out of bounds. That's That was just ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. L. Jefferson's play of the night was a really nice up and under for a and one. I, I really like that, and I really want him to continue to do that and stop with the, the baby hook. I mean, yeah, don't don't eliminate the baby hook, but just continue to exploit other teams' weakness. I mean, that up and under move is his most unstoppable move. It really is, and I think he needs to continue it. I really do. The Wolves leave even draw dwindled to five at one point. By the way. But here was the play of the game, folks. Here was the play of the game. Under heavy duress and with the the shot clock expiring and players draped over him, who hit the big shot, the the dagger? And it was a perfect shot. It didn't bounce off the backboard and in. It was Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer. I mean, just a few months ago, I mean, two months ago especially, but even one month ago, Corey Brewer taking a shot late in the game was like, oh, no, great, thanks. That's a guaranteed miss. Especially under heavy duress like that, and it was perfect. I mean, the guy is looking like a true shooting guard right now. And um, remember how Corey Brewer's game, kind of even coming in from Florida, when I wanted him with that seven overall pick, and I wanted him badly because of his explosiveness. And yeah, he's been bringing that this year, and it's been very exciting. But now Corey Brewer is hitting his shots. Corey Brewer is hitting his shots. This is just uh, this guy has a chance to be extremely valuable. Extremely. I mean, he he might be the next Gerald Wallace if he keeps keeps up with this. It's uh, it's been wonderful. It really has. And again, <laughs> get your nickname suggestions in. I'm going with Flash for now. Flash. That might be. And if it's boring and used, we'll see. But uh, yeah, that's not my official endorsement of a nickname for Corey Brewer just yet. Um, Clippers, of course, folded after that. Just a big play by Corey Brewer, and I was very very excited. Also, one other note about the Clippers. Guess who they lost to on the, the Wednesday before the, you know, the <laughs> Wednesday the 27th. Who, who did the Nets lose to on Wednesday the 20th? Yeah, there, I gave it away. The Clippers lost to the Nets. Yeah. 
Clippers lost to the Nets and then the Wolves. And they lost to them in two out of three days. In three days, they lost to the Nets and the Wolves. Just beautiful games by the Clippers. And what I love is how, oh, you know, the, the headline on Yahoo, Nets lose to lowly Wolves. Or, I've got to stop this. Clippers lose to lowly Wolves. Yeah, Clippers lose to lowly Wolves. What are the Clippers? They're not exactly out there dominating and winning championships, are they? So let's let's calm down just a little bit here with that comment. Yeah, the Wolves are lowly, but are the Clippers that great? I mean, I, of course it was a quote-unquote winnable game for the Wolves, a Friday night against the Clippers. No offense to Gavin, who hosts Clipper Talk, who hasn't been around lately, but just in case he's listening, no offense. But give me a break. No. Give me a break. Seriously. <laughs> what a bunch of hooey. So now we go to the next game, which was last night. We'll get into that right away. Looked like, here we go again. The Wolves getting creamed by the Knicks again. It's What the hell? Why all of a sudden are the Knicks this elite team versus the Wolves? They lost by 40 points. No, 50 points to the Dallas Mavericks. And beat the Wolves by 27. Okay, so it's like, what the hell is that? How can that happen within like a couple hour difference, basically? So then the same New York Knicks team is pounding the Wolves again, mere four days after the previous pounding, 22-7. to And after that, all of a sudden it was like, yeah, all of a sudden it's 22-9. And it was 24-17. to And next thing you know, the Wolves lead 36-33. to There's a little battle in between. Exchange the lead a little bit after that. But then the Wolves just pull away, big time. And who was one of the stars of the game? Ryan Hollins. Ryan Hollins is, of course, he's back in the starting lineup. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Leave him in there. Hello. You know, that's common sense. Leave him in there. And the Wolves explode. Pardon my <laughs> pardon my humor there. Timberwolves explosion. Yeah, we'd like them to really explode. The explosion of Timberwolves basketball that happened on the court. What's amazing, though, is how the Knicks led 22-7, to right? The, the, the final score of the first period was 26-23. That's how much the Wolves came back, even just in the first period. Um, very impressive, and the Wolves just won every quarter the rest of the way, including the fourth, where they dismantled the New York Knicks 30-19. to 30-19. to Just an absolute demolishment. Wilson Chandler was all over the place with a 27-point game. Just a, a big game for him, but other than that, the Knicks with a very underwhelming performance. David Lee was solid. Another Kevin Love-like performance for him. Jared Jeffries had a really nice block in the game. He had three total, but one was really good on, I believe it was Kevin Love. Yes, it was. <laughs> Hollins, though, was really good, too. He had a really good block on, uh, I can't remember who it was, Chandler. That's right. Yep, it was on Chandler. Just a great block on him. <laughs> Made him look silly. Made it look too easy, actually, too. It was just a dominating block by Ryan Hollins. He had a 16-point night. Excellent. Excellent night for Ryan Hollins again. He started at center officially. Jefferson had a pretty big game. Started fairly slow, but kept adding and adding and adding across the board. Kevin Love was huge all night. Very valuable for the Wolves. And the Wolves do win the game. Johnny Flynn, not not much offensively, but he got eight rebounds, which was a career high, and eight assists, which, of course, like still... One less from his career high of nine. And Ramon Sessions did have nine assists in the game. Nothing special offensively overall from Ramon Sessions, but those nine assists, hey, we'll take him. 
And you know how the New York Knicks hate us for scooping away Johnny Flynn and Roman Sessions from them. Though, again, I'll say for the hundred billionth time, oh, they could have had Brandon Jennings. So, I can't really get too, I can't really feel too much remorse in the the end. No offense to them, but uh, that's just how it is. Brandon Jennings was there. So, we'll leave that as is. The Wolves, the, the Polar Wolves, not the Timberwolves, but the Polar Wolves, Crush the New York Knicks. Yeah, they crush the New York Knicks. 112 to 91, a 21 point victory just four days after the same New York Knicks beat them by 27 points. And they were up by about 40 at one point in that game. Yeah, they were up by about 40. I know they were up by 35 at one point, too. Oh, boy. I know they were at least up by 35. Excuse me, is what I'm trying to say. Um, but the Wolves win their 11th game. They just need two more victories to escape the 70 loss, uh, the 70 loss plateau. They can escape that. So there you go. Congratulations to the Wolves in that sense. So I'm going to take a quick break. We're going to get a little bit into some more side news with David Kahn talk right after this. And we are back here on. Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 48, which is a reminder for iPod users along with Microsoft Zoom and other MP3 players. I'm going to keep her going here. But yeah, the Timberwolves, the, the talk is that if the Timberwolves do make a trade before the February 18th trade deadline, David Kahn said the deal would be modest. It would be modest, yes. I could just see him saying that word too. It will be a modest trade because patience sucks. Okay, enough of that, right? He said it would not involve any of the team's core players, despite the fact that Al Jefferson has been brought up twice now. Twice. The first one was to Danny Granger, the second one a possibility with Amari Stoudemire, and of course that was the second time Amari Stoudemire and Al Jefferson have been brought up in, in a rumor. It, it might all be BS, at least the second one, but that first one was the real deal. And remember how I talked about Jefferson extensively last show, that he won't be traded to Indiana, according to David Kahn. Ooh, that's narrowing it down in a big way. Then it's like, also, he might not be traded to Indiana yet, at least not for Danny Granger. <laughs> no, I don't think he'd go there. I think the Wolves would expect Granger in return. And, of course, Indiana ain't going to do that one. <laughs> they ain't going to do that one. It's just going to be a real interesting deal. A modest deal, according to Kahn, would be a move that gives the Wolves more talent off the bench at forward or center. So, of course, they're looking for a little more size. And, and I don't blame them. That could mean possibly a Damian Wilkins. I wouldn't be surprised if Damian Wilkins was traded. Uh, Petrov, he's not going to be back on this team. Pavlovich will not be back. Yeah, Petrov will not be back, folks. No. So I wouldn't be surprised if somehow, someway, maybe they were thrown in. Maybe a team is uh, looking to take a flyer on Petrov. Who knows? Had a really nice explosive start to the season in that Boston Celtics game. Was That was a lot of fun to watch. And ever since, really, you haven't heard from him. Haven't heard from uh, Alexei Petrov and Pavlovich. Well, I don't know. Maybe somebody thinks that he'll be a valuable asset off the bench. He actually wasn't a horrible player in the Cleveland Cavaliers. But he wasn't great either. And the Suns just cut him. What does that tell you? David Kahn's quote. No question, we need we need more length and athleticism on the front line to complement Al and Kevin. That's what he said before the Knicks game, before the Wolves beat the Knicks. 
Khan has mentioned from the start that he would prefer to go through the season without making a deal involving the team's key players because of the economy. With NBA teams cutting staff and other expenses, Khan is not expecting a flurry of major trades before the deadline. A lot, a lot of teams are battling slumping attendance, as as we are. Khan said, "The Wolves, <laughs> Wolves entered Sunday's game ranked 25th in the league in attendance, averaging 14,549 per game. That's it. Hmm, not so great. Uh, I, I guess it could be worse. Remember, the North Stars used to average about, oh, what, <laughs> 7,000 years ago, back you know when they were not all so great." Well, we'll see how things head with that. Uh, Kevin Love is also adjusting to his new role, at least right now. Got a pep, pep talk from Bill Lane Beer. And uh, Kevin Love's quote is that Coach Lane Beer talked to me a lot about the situation. He said I would be getting the same amount of minutes. Ryan and Al have been playing great. So there you go. Kevin Love saying all the right things. And now for the final little stat of the day. Brewers' three-pointer in the first quarter extended his streak to six consecutive games with at least one three. Brewers one for three from three-point range Sunday. And he is 14 of 30 during his streak. 14 of 30. Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Just about 50% right there. Making just about half of his threes. Just an absolutely wonderful run by Corey Brewer. And you hope it continues. Keep shooting them, Corey. Keep shooting them. Just don't try not to get try not to get over four or five attempts though per game, if possible. That, that's about all I'd ask. Let's uh, let's shy away from the eight unless he's insanely hot and he makes six of eight or something like that. I, I could live with that, but yeah. So that's where I'm going to stand with Corey Brewer and his three point shooting. I am just I'm very encouraged with his game in general because it's not just the three point shots. It's the mid-range shots under heavy duress, like the one in the Clipper game. That was a really big shot by Corey Brewer. I know it was the LA Clippers and not the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Lakers or the Celtics. Yeah, it would have been nice if he made the if he scored against the Celtics late in the game instead of getting tied up by Kevin Garnett. That was awfully frustrating. Kevin Garnett making a clutch move late in the game. Oh my God! Whoa! I uh, wow. That might have been. <laughs> That's one about the eight times he's done that in 15 years. But that's a little shot I had to take there because I was a season ticket holder and Kevin Garnett was not good late in games. Breaking news as it happens, Kevin Garnett was not good late in games, folks. And if you disagree with me, well, hmm, I'd be surprised with you. Let's just say that. I'd, you, you can disagree all you want, but I saw what I saw. I saw what I saw and so did you. So that's the idea. And that's where we're going to conclude things. As mentioned, the Wolves will be playing only two games next week. That's right. Just two games. Dallas, or excuse me, two games. Yeah, it is two games next week. Dallas and Memphis this coming week. At Dallas on Friday the 5th. That's my mom's birthday. And Saturday the 6th versus the Memphis Grizzlies. Hopefully the Wolves can solve that Memphis issue. The Memphis Grizzlies pounded us in Memphis by, what, 20-some points. And they came back to Minnesota and pounded the Wolves again by 20-some points a couple weeks later. So let's hope the Wolves can play a little bit better basketball against those Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, no iPod game until the Charlotte game. That's Wednesday the 10th, and that's my dad and, and my dad and nephew's birthdays. So there you go. That's the next iPod game, I guess you could say, the next no-TV game. There were a lot of them in January this month, and I'm sure a lot of you Wolves fans out there 
that do not have League Pass on anything like computer, TV, or iPod were just a little bit frustrated. And guess what? I was as well. <laughs> I was as well about that whole idea. I'm just uh, lucky that they offer that the NBA offered a nice little Black Friday deal, <laughs> seven dollars off for that iPod, iPod uh, NBA League Pass. That was a good. That was not a bad deal. Only thirty-three bucks. So that's why I have it now. All right. So enough of me rambling about that. I would like you to please sign up for the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. That's the front page of the website. Do click on that. It would be very much appreciated. All you got to do is click on that, of course, and then the little link that says Register, and you're on board. Also, do get back to my Twitter account, twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. It's Wolves Explosion, not T-Wolves Explosion, just Wolves Explosion. Twitter.com forward slash Wolves Explosion. Follow me on there. And also, the phone lines, 209-736-7877, 209-736-7877. Make your comment, shout out, whatever it is. Mention you're calling in for Timberwolves Explosion because it is a voicemail officially. And yeah, come up with a little, some Corey Brewer nicknames. That'd be nice. And they'll be played on air regardless if I like the idea or not. And of course, any other talk you want. Talk about Derek Favors. Talk about Evan Turner. Oh, and there's a guy named John Wall, too. I wouldn't mind if he was here, but then things would get awfully interesting if he was. A little Johnny Flynn and Evan Turner wouldn't be all too bad if if things came that way. It really wouldn't, in my opinion. That will be one of the main topics of next week's show. We are going to get more into the draft, and, of course, I wouldn't be all too surprised if some more trade talk emerges next week because we'll be getting closer and closer to Feb 18th. Ooh, February 18th. It's coming. Yeah, that's right, February 18th. Hmm. Same day for me. Uh, some interesting thing happened to me on that day about six years ago. But we'll leave that personal as well. So until next week, and when it's draft time talk, we will take a break, and we'll talk to you then. Take care, everybody. <laughs>